Welcome to another in this series of our podcasts. Today we explore creating safe spaces for the LGBTQIA community. Mike Knoll speaks to one of our volunteers, Kirsty. Hello, welcome to another podcast being delivered by BCHA. Today I am meeting with Kirsty, who is a volunteer peer mentor with BCHA in Exeter. And we are going to dis- discuss issues around support for the LGBTQ community who may also be experiencing homelessness. Kirsty is a single parent and identifies as a lesbian woman and has had experienced hidden homelessness for a period of nine months. To begin with, I thought I'd uh, put this into some context. And that context is that according to a Homeless Link article dated 2017, people who self-identify as LGBTQ are more likely to be homeless than their non-LGBTQ peers and are more likely to be subject to violence. LGBTQ people can experience homelessness when their orientation has been revealed or discovered and are at a higher risk of substance misuse and mental health issues due to discrimination, lack of acceptance, and abuse. So, hello Kirsty. Hi. Um, First of all, I'm gonna start by asking if you have um, a preferred gender pronoun. Um, I don't personally, I identify as she, lesbian, um, but I do understand um, the pronouns are used for they and them, and I'm identifying as um, non-binary or trans or, you know, either. Okay, thank you. I'll be, I'll be mindful of that. Okay, okay um, so what I'd like to ask you, um, to begin with, because you're volunteering as, as a peer mentor with BCHA, uh, you self-identify as a, a lesbian woman. Do you have any previous experience, uh, if any, of working with LGBTQ people? To be honest, I have not had the um, opportunity because there actually really hasn't been much out there. To be able to help, I want, to, I want it to be person-centred and to be able to help people that, you know, identify as each individual in the LGBTQIA plus community. There's so many identities out there that I haven't had the experience to be able to work with anybody because I don't feel like I've been noticed or I haven't been asked and I didn't know where to go or who to talk to or to be able to help so no I haven't had the experience unfortunately but I am looking to help and want to help. Okay so we'll, we'll explore that um, a little bit later but just, 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 just a bit more background really. Can you tell me about any particular challenges generally you have faced uh, because of discrimination based on your sexual orientation or, or, or gender identity? Oh, absolutely. Um, And this isn't against anybody, but my personal experience is men, because I came out, inverted commas, when I was 22, and at 20 I had a child with a man. And because of that, um, he's now 18, but because of that, I get a lot of men saying, well, you must be straight or like men because you had a child with a man. And I get it quite often, and I get... You know, you look. You don't look gay. You look straight. Um, you don't look like a lesbian. You can't be a lesbian. A lot from men, and you know, and lots saying I can convert you back, and I don't appreciate that. I'm very thick-skinned because um, I've been through a lot, so I've had to shake it off. But 
I don't particularly like it when it's a continuous form of if I put a picture out there, say online on one of my pages on social media, I get a lot of men message me uh, about wanting to be with me or liking the way I look. So yeah, I do get a lot of I but I feel that it's a little bit discriminative because I have to tell people that I'm gay, mm. and it really it just annoys me in a way personally because I don't think that I should have to sit down and tell anybody that I'm gay. I should I feel like it should I don't really think it should be a question. You know, it, it's quite difficult. It is quite difficult in the uh, what's the word for straight? It's um heterosexual. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um so I don't want to I don't want to um offend anybody in any community. Um, so yeah, I do, and I've had a lot of discriminative comments about being gay because I don't look gay, and it's upsetting actually. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that. Even with um, some of my lesbian friends, they say you don't look gay, and I was like, that's probably why I'm single. But no, I'm <laughs> just um, But you know, that's just, <laughs> just making that, 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 that begs a whole sort of question about. What do gay people look like? Exactly. Or, or what should they look like? Exactly. And what picture do people have in their heads? Of a gay woman. Of a gay Shaved woman. head and tattoos and piercings. Yeah. That's part of some lesbians and that's their, the way they want to identify themselves, the way they want to pro- pro- uh, project themselves into the world, how they want to look. Yeah. I look the way I look because I like the way I look. I've chosen this look for me. I've, I've had short hair and I've had you know, different hairstyles, but it doesn't... My hair doesn't define my sexuality. My look doesn't define my sexuality, but it, it, it indeed does, because people don't understand it. Unless you have... I, I put up something on one of my social medias. It's a little video of me saying, right, chatting to my son, and me going, right, this is how conversation should go if we have to do it. I had to sit down and tell my mum I was gay. So I asked my son, are you um, heterosexual? And, you know, it's a weird question, isn't it? It's like, Mm. why would you ask that? Well, I have to sit down and say that I'm gay, so why don't heterosexuals have to sit down and say that they're heterosexual if they're born into a a gay, lesbian, LGBTQIA plus community family? Why don't they have to sit down and say that? Why don't... Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't ever have to be a question of having to tell someone your sexual orientation. It should just be... That's the way it shouldn't have to be a question. And it is, it's marginalised. Yeah, and I just think that, you know, we're put into categories of the LGBT has now grown because people identify as a lot more and there's a lot more out there. And that's that's the way it should be. It should be you should be able to identify as how you would like to be identified and how you would like to be seen and noticed but it's really difficult so and, and to be accepted and very much and not judged exactly yeah. i have a best friend who's 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 transgender and she having to go to america next year to get her transformation um and transition because she's too afraid of anyone finding out over here and then when she comes back she has to move so you know it's it's, it's that's, that's hard. huge and hard yeah, yeah. And I think that it's a very lonely experience. If you don't have friends like me, or like she's got three friends that know, and you know her ex partners, she told them, and consequently they got divorced. So I feel like you know there is a journey 
for people more so for my from my experience I can't speak for everybody um, in the transgender world because transforming and transitioning from a female knowing that you are male into a female or you know male into no female into male sorry that is hard because you have to you have to go through a process that is so invasive and they say that if you don't change your name by deed poll and if you don't like identify to the public as who you're transitioning to male or female whatever it may be they won't give you the hormone treatments or the tan tra- tan testosterone treatment they won't do it they won't help you unless you are identifying in the public as what you're transitioning to it's terrible i'm completely it it gobsmacked me when i found out all that information no it's true you have to go through so many avenues to even get the help you even have to have a psychologist test you to see if it's just something that's in your head they need to know if you are for real about it because there's been a case not very many there's been some cases where people have regretted it after but then not and do you know what i mean it's it's a very invasive process and it, you know i can't i can't empathize when i've not been in someone's shoes but i can understand that, that must be really difficult very hard very and it's hard just to be in the gay community anyway sometimes yeah. so that's my particular I went off on a tangent then, didn't I? You did not. No, that's no. fine. But you've touched on some points that, that we're going to raise a bit later because I know you've got some ideas about how BCHA um, can support or work with the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. But I, I'll ask you about that a bit later. Yeah. But, but ju- just to give it a bit more context and, uh, and background, uh, can you tell me about any particular problems you've faced uh, specifically in relation to being uh, a homeless person and um, a member of the LGBTQ plus community? Um, I felt isolated and I felt that I had nobody to talk to. And, you know, being homeless with a child, everyone just assumes that you are heterosexual. And, you know, there, is no, there, were, there wasn't any platforms for me at that point to be able to talk to anyone about what I was going through because I faced it all alone. I felt that I had nobody to talk to. I was isolated. I had friends, but my friends weren't allowed to visit me in the places that I was in. Um, I went to, um, a, they call it a B&B. Really? Yeah, it wasn't allowed friends, wasn't allowed family, wasn't allowed my pets wasn't even allowed to talk to anybody in the building. They weren't allowed in your room. You weren't allowed to interact. It, it, it was like a prison. Um, I could go out when I wanted. I didn't have curfew because I didn't do anything wrong. But, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great place to be. And if I wanted to go out, and having fibromyalgia as well, the difficulties of that being on the third floor, homeless, with a child, getting diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and then being gay as well... But I faced quite a lot of problems, but I faced it on my own. And this is exactly why I want to create a platform for those that are suffering right now, because I know what it feels like and I want to be able to help. Um, so, no, I didn't have anything. There's nowhere I felt, I felt I had nowhere to go, no one to talk to. So that is one of the key barriers then yep. for people in, in, in the LGBT well, community. Y- yes. about, about having nobody yeah, I mean, to go to. Exactly. Who, who has... 
your lived experience. Exactly. Now, how, how many people can you say, oh, I'm gay, I've got fibromyalgia, I'm homeless and I've got a child and I'm alone. Can you help me? No one's going to understand your full situation, of course. But, you know, if we could create a platform that there are people like myself and like-minded and in part of the community that could help... Pers- it needs to be person-centred care because... Should, should we go into that now then? So what do you think BCHA should be doing to create an inclusive culture to make LGBTQ people feel welcome and safe? I think it should be, like I said, person-centred care. Um, I did care for 20 years and, you know, you have to look after various amounts of people in a certain day. And when you're changing to each room, which is not is very quickly after one after the other, so you're helping a lot of people in one day, you person-centre on that person and their problems and their needs and their, their care and their packages, everything that they need help with. So that's what it should be like. It should be person-centred on the knowledge that it depends what that person wants to talk about and what information they want to give away. They need to feel like they're able and safe to give the information to somebody that will not use it against them. It will not go like on a database somewhere. It will be um, just about that person. And to like get volunteers or employ people to chat online, you know, it'd have to be certain times. It couldn't be 24 hours because that's, that's quite difficult. But there's hours where people, where people can talk about their initial needs and what that person like needs to talk about or what situation they're currently in facing going through what they've been through what they would like to talk about and you know have so many like a different like variety of situations that people have been through to come forward and volunteer with us to then help others um, who are going through the same and it's an idea at the moment that we'd like others to help with um, if they could tell us what we could do what we could make better how we how people could approach us what we could name it the platform um, and it all be about the LGBTQIA plus community it should be about everybody not like oh, if you're trans, you go to this line. If you're lesbian, you go to this line. If you're bisexual... Do you know what I mean? It should so, so, be... So the whole community. Want, whole community. Yeah. Because we are a whole community. And, you know, we should all be understanding each other's needs. And I think when you are in the community, because obviously I've been out since I was 22 and I'm 39 now, I understand a lot more now than I did before, you know? And I think that, you know, there is so... There's so much equality now, but there's also barriers, you know, when you've got movements that are huge and then you've got the pride. um, And pride still isn't given enough... I can't think of the word, but it's not given enough... Anyone anyone in the LGBTQIA plus community, there's not enough understanding and, you know, we... It's still illegal for us to be gay in some countries we can't get married in some countries there's some states that we can't get married in some do you know what i mean we can't get married in some regions and and even close to home and it's just it's like it's illegal to be gay in some countries as well you can get arrested for being gay so we're still trying to fight for equality and it's 2021 you know so we face quite a lot and i think that should be 
a platform where we can talk about this and where we can, because there are people living in these countries that fear to come out for going to prison or people that are, you know, trying to get in the country and they, you know, because of, if, because they're gay and their country have found out, so they're going to get killed or imprisoned and that's completely unfair just for your sexuality or your identity. It's awful and I think that there should be a platform where we can talk about all of that and there should be able someone to be able to help add. Okay, I, I, I think you've already answered this a little bit already, Kirsty, but can you imagine within BCHA what this support would look like? You, you, you talk about a platform, so mm-hmm. you're, you're probably more internet or, or social media savvy than I am. <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> is, 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 is that a, a, a space for people to contact online or yes. to phone or both? I think both. I personally think both. I don't think it should be an open page because, you know, there are open pages for everything, um, everything, but it means putting something out there for other people to see. And then if somebody doesn't answer your question or people aren't interested in your post, you feel ignored or you feel like the wrong people are giving you the wrong advice. You, you need to be able to talk openly, freely, without judgment, without people trying to tell you what to do. Just, mm. I think friendly advice, someone who can be empathetic and somebody to come forward who can see that and then say, oh, I've experienced that, would you like to talk? Yeah. Something like and, that. And presumably it needs to be staffed by people who are part of... Absolutely. Because you need to be able to give of course. the right information. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. without doubt. Yeah. And I think, you know, that anyone in our community will completely understand exactly what I'm talking about. It, it is difficult, and we are still fighting. Um, I think it's, personally, I think it's madness that we're still fighting, but it is what it is and I'd love to be able to create a platform with anybody that's listening from the LGBTQ plus community um, to give us some ideas of what we can do how we can do it what we can name it I've said this before but like just any ideas of how we can help those who are really really suffering at the moment and even those that just generally want to chat because they're lonely or they have nobody I I think that's a great answer because yeah, it may be just that people want to chat. Yeah, because yeah. there are people on their own that have nobody to talk to, they don't have many friends because they're scared. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not... A, because, you know, in some countries, and this should be worldwide, and I think that this should be a worldwide platform because there are people in different countries that have no one to talk to because they're fearful yeah. that if they mention it to anybody, something will happen to them. Yeah. And um, we, we've got a long list of organisations that, that, that support... Um, yeah, attach um, them to this. We, 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 do you think we should read those out? Or, or, I think or, we, or should, we could do both? I think we should attach them because there's so many, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, I can just say what they are and then people can like um, research it or search it up on Google. Okay. So there is um, all capitals respect um, and that's to work with victim of, victims of domestic violence in the, is that in the LGBTQ plus community? Is it okay? Um, see, I even I didn't know about a lot of these. So these are, are quite um, these are quite good actually. Shelter, um, sexual exclusion, exclusion issues and best practice in lesbian, gay and bisexual housing, homelessness. Report about individuals facing exclusion because of their sexuality. I mean that's quite a long. There's Stonewall. Stonewall have a lot of platforms for different 
if, if you search Stonewall and a certain thing that you're facing right now, they will come. It will come up with it. There's there's quite a lot with Stonewall. They're quite useful. I haven't used any of these personally um, because I I have made quite a lot of friends. I have faced discrimination, but I've made friends and I'm quite open and thick skinned and I'm I I want to help people that have been through any of what I've spoken about or what I've been through or someone that I do you know what I've never met anyone that said I'm a single actually yes one person a single lesbian homeless fibromyalgia complex PTSD woman who and by saying that I have mental health that means that like I will understand people's mental health if they want to come forward about that you know I'm quite open to talk about mine it doesn't affect me being the person that I am and it doesn't define who I am it just it's part of who I am sure okay Kirsty that that's lovely thank you very much for for sharing all of that um that that list that, that, that you've read out um we will post that on the BCHA uh website to make it accessible for people because like you said you know there, there are some services that even you haven't been aware of uh, and so if you're experiencing exclusion and isolation how do you begin to reach out exactly to find out? exactly and you know there are so if, if and I've been out gay for a long time and I didn't know about any of these and I was homeless didn't know about that nobody gave me a list of organizations that I could go to when I was homeless and they knew I was gay nobody helped me out Nobody gave me a platform. Mm. So these are all like to individual things. If we just had something that wasn't categorised, that we could just be an open space, but also with people that are going through it, been through it, can understand. And somebody, like you said, we might just want to talk. Just get it out. Yeah. And um, know that it's safe space. Nobody can hack that, see that. Nobody, if there's any discrimination, well, there won't be. There'll be no discrimination whatsoever. It's a complete safe space. That's what we want to create. Yeah, and this will make BCHA a truly inclusive organisation. Absolutely. Kirsty, thank you so much for taking part in this podcast today. And I certainly look forward to seeing how you progress this idea for helping the LGBTQIA plus community uh, in BCHA. Thank you for okay. having me, and I'm excited to, to help people because I know what it's like. So, yeah, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.